Alex Blumenstein, Brett Chang. Hello. Hello. Hey, Jay. Uh, for those that haven't seen Alex in a while, he has a mustache. Uh, right now. Uh, it's disheartening Bye. to watch. I'm going to, I should turn off that screen so I don't have to look <laughs> at it. Um, uh, for those in the cannabis space, uh, you, you may know uh, Brett and Alex as uh, part of the team behind Leaf Forward. Uh, the events previously known as Leaf Forward. Um, and you've recently launched something called The Peak, which I am reading every day religiously. Who wants to answer the first question about why The Peak? Brett does. Great, Brett. The Peak is a daily newsletter we send out covering the top four to five Canadian business, finance, and tech stories. Uh, it's a great way to start your day. We write it in an informative and entertaining tone. It's easy to digest in an email format. And yeah, you should subscribe, readthepeak.com. Readthepeak.com. And I'm going to put a link to how to subscribe uh, because one of the interesting things you guys are doing is really putting the power into the community of people who read the peak to spread the peak. Alex, talk a little bit about the thought behind that because uh, I have a neat little dashboard about everybody who signed up or the numbers of people that have signed up from my link. Talk a little bit about the thought uh, under that. Sure. So, I mean, it's it's nothing new. We definitely didn't invent the referral system, but uh, Taylor did build us our own custom referral system. And the way it works is that, you know, the, the best way to grow your list is have somebody who already quite likes reading your newsletter recommend it to somebody else. So what we've done is we've incentivized our readers to recommend it to their friends. So Jay, you know, I think you've got like 17 or so referrals. Good work. You posted about it a lot. And by doing that as you add up you know with five referrals we will send you a pack of stickers with i think 20 referrals we'll send you a coffee mug with 50 referrals we'll send you a sweatshirt with a thousand referrals we'll send you a macbook so we really want people to share it with their friends and you know the way we see it sort of like a win-win-win you get free stuff for sharing it your friend gets to start reading the peak and it makes them smarter and you know starts their day better uh, and we win because uh, we get more readers and readers uh, are our lifeblood. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I'm not just saying this because you guys are here, but I've been telling people too, I really am smarter when I start the day, um, which is great. Um, what has been the feedback so far from this growing audience? Because I know you, you reached 10,000 a couple of weeks ago. How, how are you finding sort of the response to what you guys are putting out, Brett? Uh, yeah, I think it's been really good so far. The you know One of the issues I think in the Canadian media landscape is that one, because the market's so small, there's not a ton of coverage of the business world here. And two, when there is, they're usually long articles, they're complicated and confusing, and they're not easy to understand. And so we kind of take all of that and we summarize it in terms of one, uh, a, a distilled summary of the news, but two, we, we tell you why it's important and why you should know about it. And I think it's just a different tone, a different way of, of reporting on what's going on day to day. Yeah, it's fun to read uh, and informative. And and uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week before you guys launched a vaccine tracker. Because um, I think this is also the case and I wanna run this by you guys is that because the country is relatively smaller and we have relatively fewer media outlets um, uh, that sometimes the information you absolutely want you just either have to find it yourself or you can't find uh, easily talk a little bit about sort of the thinking of the vaccine tracker because i found it incredibly helpful well disheartening not the actual tracker but the actually vaccine progress but talk a little bit about um where you're pulling the information actually alex and, and sort of how you're building it, putting it together 
Yeah, I mean, so so before we started the vaccine tracker as a standalone product, we started by putting a section in the newsletter, uh, making sure that people had the most up to date numbers. And our thinking around that was when you know the vaccines first started, you know, being rolled out or first started getting approved, we we quickly realized that this would be the most important story to Canadians on a daily basis. And, and it absolutely is. So we started putting the numbers, uh, we started just putting updates on like when we're, when um, uh, approvals were, were, were happening and other related news stories and that consistently did well. So then Brett went ahead and launched the actual vaccine tracker product, uh, which gives daily updates on numbers, breakdown by province, as well as the, the relevant news of the day. Um, the source of it is the Open COVID Project, which is basically a group of data scientists who pull the pull the data from uh, various government sources uh, and collate it. And we've just put it together in one place that makes it much more simple for a layperson to to access it and understand it. Yeah, I want to talk uh, folks back on cannabis for a second because. Yeah. Uh, we are big believers that certainly in the business of cannabis realm, we have this dedicated audience that follows and listens and reads what we do because this is important to their their business, their life, or they're just really interested in it. Um, how, how do you think, and let's talk about sort of cannabis brands or cannabis companies, or you know, now there's more and more. What do you think is the sort of extrapolation or what, what are the key learnings that you guys are learning from the peak that cannabis businesses, even cannabis media outlets or others can learn from sort of this community of interest that you guys are building under the peak? Brett. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the one thing I think we're really picking up on and something that if we had known it or if cannabis companies had known it in the first kind of iteration of legalization is community building. So, and I think there are a couple of brands that did this really, really well, but if you can build a cult-like following behind your brand, if you stand for something, if you have an us versus them uh, messaging, that is really powerful. And it's a great compliant way to market your product and differentiate yourselves, yourself from the other brands that are out there. And so, you know, when we look at cannabis branding today, I think there are kind of two different differentiators between products and it's one, the quality, uh, and two, it would be that is that if you have a community of people, if your brand stands for something bigger than just the product, you have a community of people who follow it and who will buy your product religiously. And you can do that all within the confines of the Cannabis Act. Yeah, yeah and I, I would just add to that that I mean, I think something that we, we learned in cannabis uh, and are carrying over to the peak now, and I think that, you know, other cannabis brands should know this. Um, and we, we, were, we were quite advocates of it in cannabis is that like distribution is everything. Um, owning a list is everything like, uh, you, we saw brands spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions on like out of home advertising and all that, where it's like, they could have been directing towards building what Brett was saying community and like specifically building a direct contact list. Right. And that's why we think that our product now, the peak is so valuable because we're building a list of engaged consumers, which we can then use to sell whatever we want to them. And many yeah. LPs, they got that list. They built that list yeah. and they didn't do anything with it. They just yeah. send out the most boring updates about products that I don't even look at anymore. And, and, and I think that was a real missed opportunity. Totally. Like the future, the future of marketing, now we're going to get like into it, but like the future of marketing probably is email newsletters, right? Like and and own media and corporate owned or sorry, not corporate owned, but like brand owned publications. Like I think the best example of that is Mel Magazine, which is owned by Harry's Razors, right? Like it doesn't even, it, it doesn't really make sense, but they're building their own platform and their own distribution, which is great for selling a product. Yeah, I actually, I've been, this is the most bro thing you do. Like I've been listening to Tim Ferriss and, and yeah. I just think it's sort of his five bullet Fridays or whatever it's called. Like 
and everything goes there first, right? Not that you can't find all the stuff outside, but it's sort of this, to Brett's point, like us versus them, insider versus outsider mentality that actually does get to that. And it becomes, you know, super powerful. It may not, in his case, it is millions, but like, even if you can, you know, a thousand people, 2000, 10,000, like it really, this home, this homegrown audience is like super important. And we've seen both organically, but also we've, we, we believe it, you know, we like sort of cultivating that audience is um, it's really impactful and it's the really deep connection. And actually I, on that front, cause you guys both have a political background too. Like it's not unlike sort of what po politicians or elected officials, I don't think they, they may not think about this sort of intuitive, like from marketing terms, but it really is that, that sort of insider knowledge. Approach. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a good example of that too, at least we've tried it, uh, was our referral drive. So we did an end of year referral drive where we really just borrowed like political tactics. Uh, so we said, you know, we need your help to hit this goal. We need more subscribers. And if we don't get more subscribers, we don't know what we're going to do. The whole office is up in arms, right? And like building that urgency around it. And in order for that to be effective, which were, which was effective and we're still just like evaluating sort of like how to do this stuff better. But like in order for that to be effective, we have to build that community that Brett talked about before, right? Where people are on the inside. And I think part of that too is like dr driving our own stories, right? So it's like, we, we try to look at stories that like, I think other people are underlooked, but are very important to our demographic. Um, and I think those stories are like China. So it's like, what's happening in China? We've covered that quite, quite intensely um, where it's not sort of on the front pages of everybody else, but I think it's relevant to all of our lives. And, and there's other stories that we look at that we think should be brought to the floor. Yeah. Uh, and that's important to drive that. One of the other things, Brett, because it came up in uh, the podcast you guys did recently, um, is this um, almost uh, this transparency about what's happening in the business itself. And I've often thought that in the precursor to legalization, the only thing these companies had really was actually their business. In some cases, their sort of C-suite that had quasi-celebrity status. But like the idea that you can be transparent, bring your audience along for the ride is like, I found it very compelling when you guys were talking about it. Talk about the origins of that, and then I'll let you guys get on your, with your day. <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's a new phenomena that you're seeing a lot more in the startup world in particular. And the idea being that your idea for your company isn't actually worth that much. What really does matter is the execution and that there's a lot to be gained learning from people who are actually doing that execution that you can apply to your own side hustle or your own startup. And so I think people just like to have a lens into that. So one, they can see how tough it is or how easy it is to do. Uh, two, they can learn from that. And so they can say, oh, I need to develop that skill or get better at this. And three, I think it's just interesting. I, I just like to see it. And you can see this. I don't think it's actually, I think it's a logical extension from shows like Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, where there you see the end product and you see them pitching and discussing investment. And I think with our uh, blog posts and our podcast, it's more of the mechanics before that point. So how do we build it? How do we get started? How do we grow? All of those questions we answer. And I think people just like the content and we've seen it a lot in tech. And I think you're seeing it now more in other industries. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And again, it's about building community, building a brand. Uh, and I think people, we want people to be along for the journey so that they stick with us and so that they see where it, it takes us and, and they're along for that ride. And I think it's really helpful long-term. Well, I wish you guys lots of luck. I will, I am an ardent reader and uh, I will share how to 
subscribe to the to the peak as well uh, as this goes up on our website and through social channels. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Brett, for joining us here today. And uh, we'll connect with you guys down the road. Thanks, Thanks Jay. Jay.